Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I'm your host, Ken Seymour. Today, we have a fantastic guest to bring to you, Miss Amelie Anstett. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, it's always good to get off on the right foot. And today, I woke up before noon. That's a positive. Let's go. <laughs> I woke up so early today. I literally woke up at like six thirty. I have no idea why, but right. I did. It's a well. If I were in Florida, I I might feel like waking up just a little bit earlier. You know, get that nice air. You know, once you get across the border into Florida and you you smell the ocean coming across okay. and. It's really nice. It is really nice. Uh, I definitely <laughs> miss that state. Okay, we're not going to talk about that. Or I'm going to start crying. Uh, <laughs> So, um, for those of you, our listeners, who may or may not be aware, Miss Anstett is an up-and-coming actress and dancer. She is a, a lady of many talents, and uh, I always like to start at the beginning and kind of um, get a little bit of a feel, since dancing was kind of the first thing that it seems like you really started into, at least competitively. Tell me a little bit about how you got into that and what you love about it. For sure. So I actually started dancing when I was seven years old. A little like kind of just did it to mess around. I did soccer, gymnastics, tried it all and nothing really stuck with me. I didn't really feel passionate about anything. Of course, I enjoyed it, but it was never like something I really, really loved. And then when I was seven, I decided to go to acrobatics at the dance studio, which wasn't even really dance. It was more like gymnastics dance. And because I always loved tumbling and like flipping, and I'm really flexible. I was kind of like born that way, and I don't know why, but it's really fun. And I jumped into that class, and then I saw all the older girls doing hip hop and ballet and contemporary, and I was like, ooh, like this seems interesting. And then the teachers actually, after class, started asking me to come take their other styles of dance and other genres. And I was like, oh, this is so fun. And it was an instant connection. Like I suddenly like was like, whoa, I found my passion. And I was only seven years old. So I felt really lucky that I was able to kind of find that so early. And I, yeah, I jumped into it. And from there I started doing dancing every day of the week, taking 15 plus classes a week, just going insane. And of course it like gradually went up from there. I didn't start at seven, like going insane. I was still kind of like the normal kid that after school went to dance and would go all night and have fun. And ever since I was two, I always loved performing. Like in my grandma's living room, I would just break it down and love making people smile, entertaining. And when I was about, I wanna say maybe like nine, 10, I started competing with dance because I had more just done shows and the little like holiday performance and the end of the year show type of vibe. But then I hopped into competitions and that's when I started getting even more involved, but still kind of was just doing it as an after school activity that I knew I really, really had a passion for, but didn't know what I was going to do with it. And yeah. That's it's always nice to find something that really resonates with you early, especially there, there's quite a, um, a differential between the school systems specifically across the nation they they tend to foster different environments different things that are kind of focused on some programs may be available in some areas and others not um so getting that kind of that kind of thing early is is cool now was this something that um that you kind of like this is my thing and 
uh, I'm going to run with it? Or was this also kind of a, your parents go, it's like, oh, we think you should get out and do this. So this is this like a, almost a team activity? Because I, I don't want to use the word helicopter parent because that's not entirely accurate. But sometimes there's yeah. a little bit more of a, a, a direct investment from the parents or is this kind of your own thing? For sure. So I actually love this question whenever I get asked it because, you know, a lot of people, especially in the dance world, you know, a lot of the moms are very like on their kids, you know, and getting into it, it was all me. It was all what I wanted to do. My parents, my dad, my mom never danced, never were, they were never really in the business at all. My dad did some like modeling things when he was growing up, but never like anything too crazy. And it was all me, which was super fun. And it still is to this day. My parents are super, super supportive, which I'm so grateful for. And of course they push me to always be my best, but they're never like, they support my decisions and their school is really important to them. So, and important to me. So they always make sure I keep really good grades and they just want me to have fun and live life and do what makes me happy and what I'm passionate about, which I'm super grateful for. Nice. That actually was kind of going to the second thing because that that balance between you know your your drive and then of course school is yeah. kind of a, a hard thing sometimes to balance uh, and in different environments depending upon what projects you're working on it can require a certain amount of your time in atypical or no, not atypical but uh, competitive time scenarios to when school might generally occur do you run into that with what you do do you have to try and make school fit around what it is or is it the other way around see um school i mean definitely like i'm a junior so junior year is like the year to try to like make sure you're doing amazing and everything and school like i've always been um naturally really really invested with school i've i have like a I enjoy it where a lot of kids maybe don't. I like learning. I think it's really fun. And of course, like it's still like annoying homework and stuff. Like everyone thinks it's annoying, but I find it really fun to kind of grow more knowledge and just expand my um, brain. I don't know. But um, growing up, school was always important. So when I got into this whole business, it was kind of hard to find a way to balance it all together because I was still going to public school. And then when I was 13, I made the decision. I actually like proposed the whole idea to my parents that I needed to be homeschooled because I wanted to really focus on it. And I always tell um, my fans and everyone on the internet, if you have a goal and you're ready for it, especially with like dance or acting, you really need to like fully commit to it. Or it's kind of hard to try to balance both of everything while trying to go to normal school and then flying over to LA to go to a meeting or an audition. So I started doing homeschool and that's kind of how I found a really, really good balance for me. And I was able to teach myself and have my teachers and find that together. And when we're on set, we actually have to do we're required by the law to do three hours of school every day. So that's honestly how it's really amazing how they've created that. I think because back in the day, a lot of the kids just used to kind of not pay attention to knowledge anymore, just drop everything where now they've made it a standard and a very, very strict thing that we have to do our school, which is awesome. That is a that is a great thing because as much as we all want to imagine that things are going to go perfectly it's always good to have uh, the education to drop back on, even if it, even if things do go well, your your priorities may shift, and to have that other option available is really nice. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so nerd question: What is your favorite subject? Oh, I love it. My favorite subject is probably kind of changes between science and math. I like both of those. 
Okay, so now when you say you like it, do you like it the way that I liked it in school, where it is, hey, that's really neat. Please don't give me the really long equations to do, or do you actually enjoy the, the numbers behind it and the nitty gritty? See, I enjoy, I think it's more, math used to be, honestly, let's be honest here, I used to enjoy it a little bit more in middle school when it was more like algebra one, algebra two, and now when I'm getting into kind of like the whole like calculus and pre-cal, it's like, <laughs> It's getting a little bit or it gets to the point in school. I'm like, kind of like, why am I learning this if I'm not going to use it in what I major in in college? Yeah. But it's also like, I mean, it's cool to still understand it. But math has definitely dialed down on my favorites list a little bit. But I still always have a passion for it for some reason. So here's here's a fun one uh, to, to get people into the mindset of, of what it's like to be in your shoes um, as you attempt to land a role or, or something of that nature, and there is a, a call for a specific character, what is the feeling and the preparation uh, as an up-and-coming actor that you have as you approach the challenge to try and land this role or project? Oh, I love this question. Okay, so when we get auditions as actors, I mean, of course, it depends kind of on your team and everything, you know, the work you put in. But I mean, for me personally, I get, depending on what I'm working on right now, if I have time to keep doing auditions and, you know, because it kind of gets crazy where it's hard to balance it all out. But when I get an audition, especially for anything, I always, doesn't matter, little, big, I always want to put in my most effort, make sure I submit my best work, you know, so I feel just personally good about it. And when I get a role, let's, um, I'm trying to use an example, uh, for example, like Sadie from Chicken Girls, when I got that role, I was like, okay, I was really invested and I wanted to make sure I did the best I could. But the thing is I had three hours to submit it and I just got hmm. the script. So I have this like whole script, you know, it's like a few pages or it was like two pages and I had two hours to try to memorize it, film it and submit it. Wow. And I, so that's kind of hard when we get auditions like that. Cause a lot of the time it's a really quick turnaround. You only have like, sometimes I'll get literally like five pages of like lines that are like paragraphs and I need to turn the audition in the next day. And that's always a lot because you want to try to nail the character that you're doing. But at the same time, you also want to be able to um, submit your audition on time. So it's kind of a balance and it's uh, lately it's kind of, submit what you get and hope for the best and you know put in the work but for me personally I just really like to study the character make a breakdown of maybe the character's life kind of go into the backstory because they don't really give you all that information and I come up with a whole life of for my character by myself and that's kind of how I get into it and yeah. So, so you create the person try and try and give it a little more 3d before you get into it so that they they can feel that you are already invested in this and can see it in your performance yeah exactly because it's hard they give us i mean they give us like a little description of the character and they give you your scene and they give you like a little bit before the scene but you don't really know what's going on you don't really know the storyline so I think making personally making my own storyline a little bit even if it's wrong it still kind of helps you get into how you feel the character would be now you've had some theater experience as well right what yeah. kind of what kind of theater productions have you been involved with um, so, <laughs> excuse me, um, back in my small town, I live in Palm City, Florida, it's a little, little town down here, and we have a theater, and that's where I started kind of getting into theater a little bit when I started doing dance when I was seven, I started to also go to some theater things and kind of do like summer camp theater and all of this fun stuff, and I did The Lion King, Legally Blonde, um, 
a few more and it was really really fun because I was young and I started to see that not only could you dance and perform you could also take acting and singing and put it all together and it's just like this whole big production and people in the audience are smiling laughing sad and it's so cool to be able to kind of like triggers people's emotions and feelings through being on the stage and just performing so that was really really fun and with theater I still do it all the time like if I have the opportunity to but I definitely enjoy a lot more of like the tv side obviously and kind of more that commercial but theater's so fun and it's so fun to watch and perform especially now did that performance trigger uh, a continued interest on a spectator side did you develop a love of watching theater through creating it as well Oh, for sure. I think that, I mean, as any performer and dancer, like I going to like, let's say, let's take my dad, like he might not want to go watch Swan Lake or something like that. He's like, yeah, like, I don't know. But when you're kind of a performer and you understand the other side, I think it's like the investment that I feel in it. It's so fun to go and support maybe your friends, like go to their shows and stuff. It's so fun to watch them put in the work and watch them succeed and support them and support anyone. Like, you know, the amount of time that goes into these performances is endless and people don't really understand that I think but it's really really awesome to be able to support kind of from an audience standpoint rather than being on stage too well what is your favorite of of what you have been able to see so far if you had to pick one what's the play that you could watch repeatedly oh no this is so hard um trying to think probably oh I don't even know if I could choose they're all been so fun to watch. I've gotten to see a few on, well, what did I get? We don't really go to New York that much, but we got to go to New York once and I got to watch SpongeBob on Broadway, which is actually kind of really, really fun. I was like, mm. not, you know, cause there's always the classics and everything, but we got to see that. And that was actually really, really fun to watch because the characters were just so happy and excited. So that was a really fun one to watch. <laughs> I have so many. There, there's a lot of great ones. Uh, and sometimes yeah. you can be very surprised. Uh, I have been on occasion called a bit of a theater snob, uh, not particularly on air, uh, mostly by people that know me and like to give me a hard time. So <laughs> I had put off seeing something like Hamilton for some time yeah. because uh, it's like rap in theater. Uh, I don't know. And then watch this go, okay, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I don't know what yeah, I was awesome. thinking. I did, this, this was just really good. So in, in production, compare and contrast. We'll go back to school here. Uh, you're going to write a paper for us. Compare and contrast the difference in, uh, in preparing um, to be on stage in front of a live audience versus recording something for later viewing. How do you how do you think of that differently? How's that how's that kind of feel to you when when you're putting the two against each other? Oh, that this is an awesome question too. I think that personally, when it comes to my live dances, like dance performances, competitions, theater performances, everything, and then the difference of like filming on set is like I mean they honestly are so so different because. I mean, think when you're on set, you need to know your lines, you need to know what you're doing, but at the same time, you can make the adjustments. The director can say, no, I want you to say it more in this tone. Let's, let's redo that. I didn't like how you held the books. You know, it's a lot of more, there's a lot more room for um, being comfortable. I mean, having that like, like feeling of like, okay, if I mess up, like we can redo it, even though you don't want to mess up, of course, like there's still that, that, um, that safety. It's almost like you have a safety rope when you're doing set. 
where when you're doing your live performances, it's like, I think what I love so much about live performances is that adrenaline and that rush of like, don't fail because you're live right now. Like, you know, like if you mess up, fix it. And improv, if you're dancing and you forget, just make it up and go with it. And I think that like rush of that excitement and that pressure, honestly, I'm, I don't know why I like that pressure. It always makes me feel like really, really hyped up and excited. So that's always really fun because the live performances are just so, so real and genuine. Have you had the joy yet of being in the middle of a live performance and having let's say an extended monologue and going through it and then forgetting quite where you were in the monologue while you were in front of an audience yet? I have not. Oh my goodness. I think I would, I don't know what I do. I've, I've done that though with a dance solo. I was um, performing at a competition and I'm always pretty, my memory has always been really, really, um, strong I don't know why but I remember like the weirdest weirdest things and that's I think it always helps the acting too is I have a decent memory when it comes to my lines and everything but when I was dancing I've never really forgotten to dance in my whole life and I was on stage and I had two solos and they were both similar at parts and the girl before me had forgotten her dance and I was watching it and then it was my turn and I went on and my brain just was like "Ah." and so I was like in the middle of dancing and I was I like forget but I just kept going and I improv and I ended up placing like literally out of the whole competition there was like 200 kids and I ended up getting like I think I got second or third overall which was insane because I literally just made up a dance on stage and just like messed around not messed around obviously but like I did not do the choreography I was supposed to and that was I remember I came off and I was bawling just because I was like it the feeling inside I was like I just forgot my whole dance that I've been practicing for like three months but yeah that's that's pretty mortifying because it's always worse for you when you're on stage than, than as the audience. Because in your mind, at least the way it was with me when I when I did theater is, you know, I, I know how this is supposed to be going. And I know when the mistake has happened. And I'm looking at the audience and it's like, um, crap. Um, well, let's just, let's just keep going and, and hope for the best. And then I'll have my nervous breakdown later. Uh, exactly i mean that's one thing i love about live performances though is that you really can fake that you're doing amazing you can just fake that like you know exactly what you're doing when meanwhile you like are so confused i did that a few days ago actually i was doing um a video and they like told me to do one of these dances that i had no idea what the dance was and they were like they thought i knew it and i was like oh uh-huh. and i <laughs> on and I did a completely I was like okay I was just like I wasn't even supposed to know it but they thought I did so I just went on and I started doing a whole different dance and they're like wow that was awesome and I was like I was like thanks and meanwhile after I was like oh my goodness like that was so scary but it ended up going great start doing the cabbage patch or something up there literally I was like let's go but it didn't work so okay, I, I I've been told that I watch way too much television and movies, but there's still going to be gaps in my in my knowledge base, and and the Chicken Girls is unfortunately one of those gaps. So I looked at it; it looks like kind of a, a fun Nickelodeon style uh, television show. So tell me a little bit about that particular show and your part in it, and and what that world is like. Awesome. So Chicken Girls is all, like an amazing show for kind of teens, tweens type of stage. Um, you know, just growing up, it's about high school, middle school, kind of that everyday life that the girls, the drama, the relationships, the even like it kind of talks about like eating disorders nowadays and relationships with your parents and going to these parties and 
all of that awesome stuff, which is a great way to, I think, show a lot of kids that you're not the only ones going through this, you know, like look at this show, you can see kind of examples. Like it really, really shows like the realness of our lives because we all go through the same things. Maybe we don't say it, talk about it, but like it is happening. So it's a really, really amazing way to show kids that they're not alone and kind of um, just show the everyday life of a high schooler, which is really, really fun. And so it's about Rhyme and her friends and kind of the group that they grow up with and all their relationships. And I play Sadie. And it's, I actually play the mean girl. She's like, no one likes her type of vibe. And she's um, Hayden Summerall, which is um, one of my really, really good friends. He plays TK and he plays my boyfriend in the show. And so I'm kind of the mean girl that doesn't want anyone to talk to him. And I come in from Texas and I'm all sassy. And it's really, really fun because I'm not like that at all in real life. So playing her and hopping into that side is really awesome. Yeah, that's kind of cathartic in a lot of ways. You get to stretch your personality in directions that you wouldn't normally be able to go, right? Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people ask, like, how do you do it? And I'm honestly just like, take other situations in life. Like, you know, you see other people or I took the movie Mean Girls and like you take those situations. It's like, turn that on, figure it out and just hop into this whole new world. It's fun. I love that about acting. You get to literally be people that you would never be in real life. When you're in the process of, of shooting the show, uh, for again, as consumers, uh, our experience is with the finished product, and we we see, assuming everything goes well, that this is this is the way that this concept is meant to be, you know, consumed. But when you're making it, it's deconstructed and has a lot of um, has a lot behind the scenes. What is maybe something you were surprised about uh, or just really interested in uh, that is part of putting a television show together that other people may not realize is part of the package? Yeah, this question's awesome because, I mean, girl, like when I was younger, I had no idea how the business was. And I mean, as like you said, as a consumer, you kind of just think, oh, they go, they probably film the scene once and it's literally like, it's all real too. They all like think that the green screens aren't green screens and everything. And I think that's something like to do with Chicken Girls, for example, when we would film it, we actually did not film the episodes in order at all. I think the first scene I ever filmed for the show was one of the last episodes of the season, which was like our breakup scene. Literally the first day I go in not knowing anyone and they were like, okay, film your breakup scene. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know, you have to have like the emotion already and the connection. And I was like, okay, let's do it. But um, I think that's what's really fun because I honestly didn't even know that going into it because some shows are different. Like a lot of them film in order, but Chicken Girls films kind of just by location rather than um, order of the sh episodes, which is really, really awesome. And it's so cool how it comes together because we honestly don't even know how it's going to come together because we filmed so out of order, but it was really, really cool. Yeah, some of the logistics can make uh, the creation process particularly interesting. Um, yeah. Now, speaking of logistical importance and things that, that make everything go round and work, I like to take a moment to just uh, say how we can follow you, things that, you know, you're in, what, what, who are you on Instagram? Are you on Twitter? If somebody wants to be ready for your next big role, where would they find out this information? Oh, yes. Awesome. So on Instagram and all platforms, you can find me at amelie.anstett, A-M-E-L-I-E dot A-N-S-T-E-T-T. -E -T -T. Excellent. And of course, for anybody that hasn't already figured this out, the Pudding Guys are very easily recognizable on Twitter as at Real Pudding Guys or on most other social media as at Pudding Guys. 
So <clears throat> simple commercial break, uh, as it were, you know, right? Let's <laughs> just have a little fun and then jump back into it. Segways. I'm not good at those. So, all right. So I, I'm a big fan of, like I said, a lot of television. And obviously you are definitely immersed in the industry. You're, you're, you're coming up. What is your... What is your goal? Maybe goal is the wrong word, but what if you imagined how your career would blossom from here onward, what do you imagine happening going forward? Oh, that's awesome. You have some awesome questions. These are really fun. Um, I think personally for me, I always say everything happens for a reason and I kind of have a hard time. I'm not a hard time. Like I know exactly what I want and like what I'm going for, but I don't really like saying it out loud so much because I kind of just like keep it together and like see where things go as life goes on. But I really, really hope to be able to grow, of course, my platform and be able to spread positivity and happiness and be able to kind of be there for others around the world and help them and show them that they're amazing just the way they are. And I want to really, when it comes to dancing and acting, be able to bring that together and do shows and movies and just, yeah, just keep going with life. And every opportunity that comes my way, I'm excited for. That's awesome. Now, if you had a preference, let's say, because a lot of times you will see an actor and they tend to be identified with either a, sometimes if they're, it's really uh uh, a long-lived sort of a thing is a very specific role. But more yeah. often, it's a specific genre that they're associated with. When you think of Pacino, you generally think of drama over yeah. sci-fi, you know, th something like that. If you had a genre that you wanted to be associated with, what would that genre be and why? Oh, awesome. I think, like, again, I'm super, I love kind of adjusting to all the different genres, but when it comes to one personally, I think like I like to watch that mystery drama type of vibe, like Manifest or kind of like the Grey's Anatomy. I would love to kind of do that type of vibe and like Vampire Diaries, maybe bring in that sci-fi and like mix it all together. Like those everyday like shows that all the teens are watching and even adults like Vampire Diaries, Grey's Anatomy. That's kind of like what I go for. Nice. Vampire Diaries is uh, kind of a... Uh... Maybe not. Uh, so, okay, I, I have to re rewind because, you know, I'm old. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, back when I was not quite so old, vampires were kind of the thing and maybe not quite so, not quite so much anymore. But do you like kind of that, uh, that uh, supernatural or superheroic thing? We talk a lot about comic book movies and sci-fi. Is there a character that you've always really enjoyed that you would love to play if you had the chance? Ooh, when it comes to like heroes and stuff, like superheroes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's another awesome question. Um, yeah, like I've always been, honestly, it's terrible. I've, I've never been like, of course, like I've been into superheroes and villains and kind of like all that, like whole maybe Disney and Marvel and everything, but I never like watched them a lot, which is terrible. But I mean, it would be like so like that to have that honor and opportunity of playing any superhero and like being like, oh yeah, I'm Supergirl or, you know, like it would just be unexplainable like the feeling and the excitement that i would feel behind it and like the honor like i said like that would be so so cool so i mean i would be honored to just play any of them but i don't know how specific well just going with the hairstyle that you've got right now i'm getting a very jubilee vibe at the moment i don't know yeah um so okay okay so 
let's 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 go rather than genre. Uh, one of the things that I always enjoyed when I was still active in theater for however brief amount of time that was. The people that you work with often are really what make it the most rewarding. Uh, the things that you can learn from them, the things that you see that they're capable of doing. It's like, you know, I, I could maybe probably pick up a skill or two. Who is somebody that you have worked with so far that has inspired you or maybe taken you uh, under their wing a little bit and shown you a couple of different things to learn? Oh, that's a, that's an amazing. Um, I think I always say when people ask me, like, what's the biggest thing that you love so much about being in the business is definitely, like you said, the people that you meet along the way. Like, even on Chicken Girls, you become a family and, like, they become some of my best friends. And it's it's just amazing. I mean, you get to work, like, working with people that also love the same thing that you love is just so rewarding and, like, so lovely to watch and be inspired by. And I think that one of my, I have a lot of mentors and people that inspire me, of course, everyone does, you know, in different ways, but Justin Bieber, probably he launched my career and he, you know, opened the doors for me. And I think he's definitely probably one of my tops because he taught me that just go for it and remember to always stay humble and remain, stick to your roots. And I think that that's amazing. And that's actually a, a, a question that I was wanting to ask anyway, because having the experience that you had being part of the tour that you were in had to have been phenomenal. But more specifically, certain celebrities tend to get um, a persona, whether it's one that they generate, whether it's one that just happens to appear. And sometimes our personal experiences with these individuals differ from the popular opinion. Why do you think it is uh, or let me let me rephrase this in a different way because that's probably not going to work real well. But uh, so you, you've obviously had a fantastic experience working with Justin Bieber. Uh, what is it? What happened? Why do people? Is it just kind of jealousy of fame or something? Why do people I, have a, a strong negative reaction to him sometimes? I think personally, from you know growing up and seeing how a lot works, and then now being in the industry side and being an influencer, I see it even with my friends. Like it's you can make one mistake or say type a word wrong, and people will kind of attack you and come at you, which is totally understandable. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but when it comes to Justin, I think a lot of situations. I mean, he was just a kid, and all of this fame and everyone was like, just Bieber, just Bieber, just Bieber. And it came to just, it's overwhelming. And it's a lot, you know, to be a role model for so many. And when it comes to him, the media takes so many things and twists the plots a lot because, you know, you need to make things interesting. You need to make people engaged and involved and have this drama. Like same thing with Dance Moms. They take that show and they take it to like the next level because it gets people excited and again, involved and invested. But when it comes to him, I think that, of course, like he was just growing up, he makes mistakes and he also didn't. And a lot of it was just twisted and it is what it is. But he's an amazing guy. And like personally getting to know him and actually talk to him was so inspiring because he literally was just, I mean, he's just human. He's normal like everyone else and talks like it and just is really, he's really, really humble. What was the tour like? Now, that That is also something that maybe a lot of people wouldn't really have a direct understanding of i mean when you think about a band or a musician like justin bieber you automatically think okay going from city to city performing but a lot of times you don't think about the support that is yeah. going with them the musicians the dancers what was it like being part of such a large-scale production that had to uproot and move 
constantly going from place to place. Yeah, so um, I was one of the Purpose Tour children dancers. So basically what happened is he gave the opportunity as he was a kid that kind of got to, you know, someone took him under his wing or that, that under their wing. Um, he wanted to do the same for us, which was really awesome. So I got chosen to dance with him in Jacksonville and he chose four kids to dance with him. So I got to go in and see the, like you said, like the behind the scenes of what goes into it and how, I think, again, people don't understand that, like, when you're in the business, you are such a family. Like, him with his dancers that were, like, the older adults that were allowed to kind of go everywhere, they were all together as a family, and they brought us in as the kids, and we all got to practice and talk and just get to know, like, it's, they mess around, they have fun, they make the jokes, it's not always work, 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 even though it is, like, of course, there's a lot of pressure, and, like, you have I remember jumping on that stage when I did the performance and like you look out in the audience and there's 20,000 plus people just screaming at you, screaming your name. And it's, it's, I mean, the feeling and adrenaline is just amazing. And it feels, it's so, so uplifting, inspiring, but it's also like, I mean, as him doing it every night, I'm sure it's a lot. So it's nice for him. Like, I'm like, I can only imagine like everyone coming together and just being a family. Everyone goes through the same things also when you're on tour, which is cool too. That's awesome. All right. Time for the hard left turn into questions that have, essentially nothing to do with anything, but they're also kind of little um, personality revealers. So we, we always ask a, a handful of questions to all of the people that we talk to just because we think that they're fun. But uh, so let's start with the easy stuff. You're being a dancer and um, being around music a lot, you obviously are going to have a strong tie to music. What is the type of music or is there a specific band or musician that inspires you? Who is your who is your go to people right now? Oh, that's awesome question. I mean, again, I know it's terrible. I say like I like everything, but it's true. I being a dancer, it's like the genres like sometimes I'm in the mood to listen to the most depressing music and just dance like that and kind of maybe tell someone's story that I heard earlier, my own story, anything and um, personally, I just listen to all genres of music, but I think a lot of things that are surprising people wouldn't think would be in my music playlist. I like Blink-182 a lot, that band. I think that it's they're really, really fun, and a lot of their music is very real, which is also I love. I love when like a writers and songwriters write things that are so true. They're a lot of fun, very upbeat most of the time, and uh, easy to yeah. get kind of some energy out of the type of music they do. Definitely a good yeah, choice. Really too, which I think is cool. Like it's very like you like you can really get involved and in, like into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that music feeds the soul. But now let's talk about what feeds the stomach. We always ask uh, a pizza-related question: uh, Are you a New York style or a Chicago style pizza, or is there a specific uh, a specific restaurant that makes the pizza that is? This is the best thing ever, and somebody should definitely know that they exist and eat it. Oh, that's such a fun question. Um, when it comes to pizza, oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, probably, I'm probably like a New York style pizza girl, and when I eat pizza, I usually put like black olives on it, so that's kind of like my pizza order. That seems to be very popular right now. I, I've been getting a lot of people saying black olives, and you know, when I say pineapple, and then they run away, and it's it's, it's all good. But uh, I don't know, I've never tried it, but I know a lot of people are very opinionated on that subject. <laughs> I always bring it up because it, it's so devices. I, I I could take it or it's, it's pizza. I mean, it's hard to go wrong with pizza. It's it's a fantastic thing. I know pizza's so good. <laughs> all right, so all right, I asked the left turn questions. Let's right turn back onto the highway. 
what is upcoming? What is what is going to be new with you? Are you uh, involved in any projects upcoming? I am. I'm so excited. It's been like with COVID. I mean, it's crazy that it's almost been a year that I everything stopped. And I think that's all the thing that like a lot of people like on the outside don't understand so much is that the business literally paused, like all production paused. And some people are getting to film right now. I've actually been getting to film every once in a while. I got to go to Atlanta and we filmed and they've been trying to find other places outside of LA and Hollywood to get out and try to find ways to film and we're really really safe of course we get tested for COVID every day and wear our masks and our uh, seats are like six feet apart we have our own trailers and so I've actually been so grateful to be getting to work on my upcoming projects but none of them are announced yet and none of them I'm able to really talk about but I am so excited to hopefully soon be able to say something but when it comes to like Instagram and stuff I always keep people updated and I've been posting a lot of some upcoming things when it comes to dance collabs and, you know, using Instagram's new tools like Reels and I'm a Reels creator. So, yeah. That's definitely pretty cool. Now, I hadn't thought about this earlier, but do you off, do you get exposed to any of the production elements where you where you see some of the logistical and cost sides? What you brought up just kind of made me think of this, the fact that filming in COVID world is very different. I have yeah. to assume that it adds a certain layer of cost that mm -hmm. didn't previously exist. How has that affected the creation of the content in terms of did it, uh, have they had to shift things around? Does it change the feel on set? How is this different? How does this feel different now? Yeah. So personally, I mean, obviously I'm not too like involved when it comes to like the cost standpoint, like I don't really know too much, but I definitely know that a lot of um, productions haven't been able to film because it is so much more expensive and it is so much, it's just like, they'd rather wait than like spend all this money on getting the doctors and the tests rather than being able to spend it on the work and the actual like full project and like final product. And um, the productions that are getting to film, I definitely have been staying the same. I haven't really noticed too much of a change. Obviously, the like way that we're able to be together is definitely different and weird, and the whole vibe on set is a little bit different. But overall, once we're on set and tested, we get to you know be a little bit more free. So I haven't seen too much of a change. But yeah. well, that's good to hear. Uh, I know it can be a very trying thing to to work around. I mean. If, if you're in any sort of uh, an environment where you're going to be dealing with a lot of different people, that's a lot of, all I think is vectors. <laughs> Everything is a vector now. <laughs> but, uh, well, I want to thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today. It's, uh, it's always a great joy to uh, speak with somebody that helps to create the things that we watch and, and enjoy on the other side and to get just a little taste of what it's like to be in your shoes. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun talking to you. Like that, literally, I have so much fun with that. Well, you are always welcome to putting guys uh, love our new friends that we make, and uh, feel free to come back anytime. Awesome! Thank you so much.